if you focus that chi, if you pinpoint that energy to a certain spot in your body, mm -hmm. it is sometimes just wondrous how the pain can dissipate right. and how, how your energy level can be raised. And at the same time, it has this magic duality of lowering mm -hmm. stress levels. Mm -hmm. So it's raising the energy, lowering the stress, warding off illness that is preventing illness and also reversing illness. Mm -hmm. And we've personally been through it. We've taught so many people. We've taught in over 44 countries worldwide. We've seen so many other people uh, benefit from this that it, it really underscores and sort of inspires us when we hear other success stories, I think. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras, and now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My 7 Chakras, my7chakras.com, the show where we help you calm your mind, relax your nervous system, and experience deep states of bliss. In today's episode, I hope to explore some really useful topics such as healthy aging, how to feel younger than you are, breathwork, and qigong, and why it's never too late to make a change in your life. We're going to get started in a minute, so if you like the work that we do, then please make sure that you hit the subscribe button right now on your iPhone or maybe on some other device. You can hit follow because what that does is it tells the algorithm that uh, people like our show and that's how we reach in front of more people's ears and eyes. So make sure you hit subscribe or hit follow and make sure you tell at least one of your friends about this episode if you end up liking it, right? With that being said, let's bring on our special guests for today. Bob and Fran. Meet Bob and Fran German, both in their 80s and feeling better than ever. Their dynamic couple is all about healthy aging and having inspiring stories to share. Bob and Fran tell how switching to a healthy lifestyle, including a daily Qigong practice, literally saved their lives. They both overcame devastating life-threatening illnesses. Bob beat kidney cancer and Fran masqueraded Wow, myasthenia gravis, a rare incurable neuromuscular autoimmune disease. Their life goal is to die young as late as possible and to ensure and to enjoy a low stress life of great health, energy, happiness, and longevity, which are experiences and qualities I'm sure that all of us would like to develop. So firstly, welcome Bob and Fran. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for uh having us on your show. We appreciate it. Yes, yes, likewise. And actually, I think we spoke about this before, but this is the first time that I'm doing a, in you know, like a two-on-one sort of interview. And I'm finding <laughs> for that... The one. <laughs> for the price of one. exactly. And when you have two-on-one, it, you know, it, it becomes more fun. That's what I'm, you know, realizing as well. And I'm not sure if you've checked out any of our previous episodes, but usually we start from the very beginning. So if you can tell me, where were both of you born and brought up? 
Well, you go okay. first. I was born first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three months older than Bob. We're both from Chicago originally, but we didn't meet in Chicago. We met in the first week of college at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. We dated for four years and got married a week after graduation. Oh. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was, Wait, how long ago was it? I think it was 59 years ago. Am I right? Well, almost. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so absolutely. is that how long you've been in a relationship? 59 years? Well, well, we've been married 58 and we were together for four years before that. So, so that's 62 then. Going on almost 63 years. Yeah. And I tell you, we've only had one argument during this whole time. Mm. And it's lasted 59 years. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fascinating. It just speaks to the um, the nature of time, right? Sometimes you don't know how time flies and you think about it, it's like a month or maybe a year. And before you know it, it's 10 years. And before you know it, it's 58 years now or 59 yeah. years. Yeah. You know, when you're little, time mm. goes very slowly mm. and you can't wait for the weekend. It yeah. takes forever, you know. But as you get older and more of your life is behind you, mm -hmm. time goes so quickly that every time we turn around, it's... Saturday again. <laughs> yeah. Or another year another again. Another year again, yeah. right. Or another year again. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And back in those days, you said that you met in college, right? And then you got right. married. But what jobs were you doing when your careers sort of got started? Well, so, I was... Okay, I just wanted to explain okay. that when I was going to college, yeah. basically, the only two jobs that were thought of for women was either teaching or nursing. Okay. And I didn't want to be a nurse, so I became a teacher. Yeah, in those days, there weren't many women that went into law practice or even business. Yeah. I wanted to go mm -hmm. into law, but I, in my senior year in high school, they had a career day. Mm -hmm. And I went to the meeting for by a lawyer, and he pretty much said there's no room for women in law. Yeah. So. And now. <laughs> there's more females in law yeah, school now than true. men. It's, yeah. re it's reversed. Yeah. And with my story, uh, I studied business at college and at the university. Mm -hmm. And Fran went on to teaching and I was in business. I had a business. And uh, eventually, over time, Fran and I, because we do everything together and have mm -hmm. all our lives, I guess, we became business partners. And okay. then we had a, a long, successful and happy career working together in real estate yeah in real, in real estate. estate industry yeah so what made you want to go into real estate what was the decision that said you know what we should go get in real estate and we should do it as partners well what happened was we were living in chicago uh -huh. and we decided that it was after the winter of 1977 mm -hmm. probably before you were born <laughs> mm -hmm. the snow was like two stories high and we said, that's it. We've got to get out of here. And we decided to move to Florida. So when we got to Florida, very early on, maybe a week after we arrived, we were watching a public television show mm -hmm. and they had a an auction. So you would bid on products and services and all the proceeds would go to fund this nonprofit uh, yeah. radio show, mm -hmm. a TV show. And there was an auction for a real estate license. I bid on it and I won. 
Yeah. Really? And, that's, yeah. okay. <laughs> and so we actually switched roles. Okay. I became the house husband mm-hmm. and Fran started in the real estate business. And she did very, very good, very well mm-hmm. early on. And he had to cook and clean. It was <laughs> the worst job I ever had. We had three children. and <laughs> It was yeah. the laundry never stopped. Yeah. There was always something to do. And then one day, Fran came home early from her real estate business mm-hmm. and caught me in the act. And the act was I was watching a soap opera on TV. Mm. I said, that's it. You've got to get a real estate license. Okay. <laughs> and, and so mm. I did. And we became partners and uh, had a really great time together for about 25 years. Yeah. But so. never at the time when the market was like really crazy, like now where yeah. people are buying houses way over market value. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Y'all should become real estate consultants, <laughs> you know, consulting people on you know how to buy real estate, but then mixing it with wellness and vision, right? And putting it all yeah. together because I'm also pretty fascinated about real estate these days and I'm planning to dabble in some of it at least. But it's really interesting, your story and thanks for sharing, you know, how one thing led to the other. So then what made you write your book, 101 Ways to Be Young at Any Age? Well, actually, the book is a compilation of articles that we have written over time. And these were little, we call them like nuggets of ideas and wisdom that we learned in our travels. We've been lucky enough to travel around the world. We've been to over 75 countries and we always traveled off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. And so we've met many wisdom teachers from many cultures And that has enriched our lives so much, it's really hard to even verbalize. But we learned about how to live a good life, a life of happiness, a life of good health, and a life of longevity. So we learned early on that getting older does not necessarily mean getting sicker. A lot of people think, oh, when I become 60 years old, I know I'm going to I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have diabetes or I'm going to have to, uh, I'll be overweight, but that comes with old age. Well, that's really not the way we feel about things. And so we started putting our thoughts and our knowledge Mm -hmm. into little short essays. And so this book. Can I show it? Yeah. Just happen to have a copy here. Yeah, it matches AJ's shirt too. So it's called <laughs> yeah, yeah. 101 Ways, mm-hmm. 101 Ways to Be Young at Any Age. So we see people actually kind of getting old and they're only 27, you know. And so we, this book is written for people at any age. And it's just a whole bunch of sharing of our knowledge and our experiences and our ideas on how to be young and have more vitality and have more energy and have less stress. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. It's a compilation of items that we have written over the years. And our kids actually were the ones that sort of encouraged us to put it in a book form. Put in a book form. Okay. That's nice. I mean, it's good to be able to document and put together things that you've learned and come across on your journey for the purpose of other people to benefit from, right? And one of those things is obviously Qigong. So 
how did you discover Qigong? Like, where were you and what were you doing? And how did you come across this practice that has been practiced for thousands of years in China, ancient China particularly? Well, we were in ancient China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in, 19, <laughs> in, in, the, in the fall of 1952, mm-hmm. we went on a three-week trip to China. Mm-hmm. And one morning, uh, we walked in a park near our hotel and we came across a group of people. At the time, they seemed very old to us. They were probably only in their 60s or you know, so, but All women. we were younger. No, there was a couple men, oh, there were. mostly women, standing in a circle doing something that we'd never seen before. They were moving very slowly, gracefully, and we stood there and watched them for a while. And one of the people in the circle spoke English because she had a child going to the university in America. And she motioned us over and said, come join us. And she explained that they were doing Qigong, which she said was, you know, similar to Tai Chi. And we liked what we saw. And these women look great. Or, and the, I guess yeah. there was said very, a couple of men. Very, very graceful, very relaxed and calm. Yeah, very upbeat, smiley. They, they look terrific. And we said, we want to do this. Yeah. This was great. And they explained some of the benefits. And so we were hooked right then and there. And then when we came back to the States. Yeah, to Florida. We did find a Qigong. Well, actually, it was a Tai Chi, tai Chi class at a local school. Yeah. So that was our very first lesson in, um, in the ancient art. But several weeks after we came back from China, I, that's when I was diagnosed with myasthenia gravis. And one thing that I noticed, which means extreme muscle weakness in Greek, I was quite sick and I was on heavy duty medications. And one thing I noticed was that people who got sick with one illness tended to get multiple illnesses. Mm-hmm. And I decided that one was more than enough. So we started uh, practicing Tai Chi and Qigong to improve my health as best as we could and to keep it from getting worse. (laughs) So we were into Tai Chi and Qigong at a very early time. And which part of China was this? That's a good question. We were trying to remember what town we were in. It was a small town. Something like... uh, I think it was called Westlake. I'm not sure. uh But it was like life-changing experience. I can still visualize what it looked like and the path we took in this beautiful park. Mm -hmm. And then to just run into this group, this was a life-changer for us. And uh, Mm -hmm. we we never looked back. We we still practice every single day. Mm -hmm. It's a very important part of our life. Yeah, we realize the benefits and we benefited so much personally. Mm-hmm. And we've made it one of our life goals is to share share our teaching of yeah. Qigong. And of yeah. course, until COVID hit, we were actually teaching Qigong every week here in our town, either at a local church or at some of the libraries. But then we had to stop doing it in person. So we started doing it on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Yeah, Qigong is uh, is something special about Qigong. I love Qigong myself, and uh, especially when I came across it for the very first time. Just like you noted, it has a very graceful, right, melodic ways of moving mm-hmm. the arms and the legs, 
and you blend it with breathing and having the right intentions and all of a sudden you have a very calming and therapeutic and relaxing practice uh but for you what did you like about this practice that you did not find in other sort of modalities or practices back then when you came well, across I, it what i what i like to about it the best is that it's very easy to learn mm-hmm. there isn't like in tai chi and other modalities it takes uh some sense of memorizing a sequential set of exercises and movements and postures mm-hmm. uh, that's or tai chi for example whereas qigong the benefits are very similar to tai chi if not exact and there isn't that memorization you just follow the leader you wind up that learning it very quickly so you can do it home yourself and uh I think just the simpleness of it was my attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's we call it a moving meditation. So oh, that yeah. if you're not real good at sitting and meditating, mm-hmm. qigong is a wonderful alternative with much the same results. Oh yeah, and so for both of you, you know, talk to me about the moment when you notice, or you actually began noticing improvements and changes because of uh, the qigong practice when did that shift happen when you realized that you know what this is amazing i'm having so many benefits from it i definitely need to know or need to do more of it more often was it immediately that you noticed a shift or did it take some time of practice where you began to notice the subtle effects of the qi on your body what was that like Yeah, I think we noticed it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh and now all we have to do is put our hands facing <laughs> yeah. each other. We were all cheated up, we say. But I don't it for us it didn't take long. Mm-hmm. For some people it might take a little longer, but we were no special people and we just start feeling that energy. Right. As soon as we start breathing, and it's almost uh like a just a, a beautiful feeling. Mm-hmm. it's it's sort of magical in a in a way mm-hmm. and uh with it just so it's a pleasant feeling that just permeates your whole body mm-hmm. then we've found that if we focus the intention of the mind on a specific say uh your shoulder is aching or you have a headache or something like that if you focus that chi if you pinpoint that energy to a certain spot in your body mm-hmm it is sometimes just wondrous how the pain can dissipate right. and how how your energy level can be raised and at the same time it has this magic duality of lowering mm-hmm. stress levels mm-hmm. so it's raising the energy lowering the stress warding off illness that is preventing illness and also reversing illness Mm-hmm. and we've personally been through it we've taught so many people we've taught in over 44 countries worldwide we've seen so many other people uh, benefit from this that it it really underscores and sort of inspires us when we hear other success stories i think for a time we had the wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. of teaching on cruise ships Oh. That was a good deal. <laughs> so <laughs> we got to travel around the world for almost for free and 
teach uh, Qigong. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say that we called it Tai Chi on the cruise ships because people didn't know what Qigong was. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely Qigong. (laughs) (laughs) And we we still hear from people to this day in other parts of the world Mm -hmm. who still practice it after coming to our classes. That's amazing. I mean, even for me, the first shift that happened when it comes to subtle energy sensitivity was when I was able to sense the energy ball for the first time. Right. And this was, I think maybe, maybe nine years back, maybe 10 years back as well. But I noticed that ball. And then when you bring your hands closer, you feel a repulsion. When you bring it farther away, you feel an attraction as if there are tiny webs, spider webs that are connecting your fingers. And so like you pointed out, the more you practice, at a certain point, you're able to project your intention. You're able to project just your thought and induce a healing response. And that's fascinating because it's connected with science and it's connected with spirit also so that both spectrums of people are able to benefit from it. Like some people are more scientific, right? They don't believe anything without some proof, some evidence, some research. What is this university saying? What is that universe? And some people are on the other end of the spectrum. They they want to believe it because they've had that subjective experience and it's true, but they just want to practice that they can apply into their own lives. And uh, I love that you uh, had a stint in the cruises. So the next time you go, just let me know because I can teach you breath work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, can, we can be a team. <laughs> yes, good idea. <laughs> awesome, awesome. We actually had, we had an interesting experience with one of the speakers on one of the cruise and he was a very famous person mm-hmm. who's told us that even to that day, he mm-hmm. got terribly nervous getting oh. up and speaking in front of a crowd. And so he came to our class. Before he went out. And he, we showed him how to okay. calm down and relax. And it made such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty instant. Yes, we have the same ball. <laughs> same ball, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nice, it's nice. very real. Oh, it's very, it's yeah. very, very, very real for sure. And uh, so, Fran, you, you had a illness, right? Uh, that yes. you noticed when you come back, come back from China, you had that yeah. illness, which, uh, which was debilitating for you. And Bob, you also had also a condition that you had gone through. So, what illness did you did you go through? Because you mentioned it's it has to do with your kidney, yeah. right? So, how did that develop, yeah. and then? What's the story behind yeah. that? Well, I always uh, try to keep in good shape. And yeah. I would do a lot of, uh, I was working out at the time with a group of young women who were race walkers. Mm-hmm. That exaggerated, they could walk faster than most people could run. Yeah, They were actually working out for the U.S. Olympic team, hopefully to make the Olympic team. So they taught me how to race walk. It was a powerful experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoyed that. It kept me in great shape. And then I decided, uh, I guess uh, they left or something to try out for the Olympics. And I started walking on a different surface. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I developed a pain in my groin. And it was severe enough that I saw uh, my local urologist. And he examined me and he said, you know, I I just don't think I can't find anything there. But maybe knowing that I'm not a complainer, maybe I should have an MRA, a CAT scan scan, uh, test done, which I did. And he called me back after he got the results and he took me in his office and he said, look, 
He said, I think you just pulled a muscle down on the groin. I wouldn't worry about it. But take a look at this x-ray of your kidney. And he said, there is this dot on the outside of the kidney, and it's a tumor. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to have it looked at. And he said, and I wouldn't wait on it. And I did uh, go to the Duke Medical Center. That's near Raleigh. It's in uh, Durham, North Carolina. It's a very famous international uh, cancer center. Mm -hmm. I saw a specialist, kidney specialist, and he did a cryoablation surgery on me where he froze this tumor off. And he couldn't biopsy it prior to getting it off because if it was cancerous, it would have spread through my body quickly. But he took it off and then biopsied it. And one of a, I guess he took three biopsies and one came back indicating I had a malignancy called uh, renal cell carcinoma. Mm -hmm. That was scary. And I repeated three times because I really had never been that sick before. And he said, it's cancer of the kidney. And he said, but I got it all, which seems to be a popular phrase for surgeons. I got it all. But he did warn me that it could return. And so it was about a four-hour drive back to our home in North Carolina from that medical center. Mm -hmm. And we talked about friends, illness, and now I was sick at the same time. And we decided at that point to make a strong commitment to change our lifestyle, Mm -hmm. to incorporate much more Qigong, a real strong, steady diet of Qigong, which is fun to do anyhow, and exercise regularly, Mm -hmm. aerobic exercise, plus changing our eating lifestyle to go to a plant-based, a whole food plant-based eating lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that I went there to prevent a recurrence because he told me, the doctor said, that it's the type of cancer that could return. And that really, that scared me. Mm -hmm. So we made this commitment and we both said we're going to be sort of proactive, very proactive and to stay with it. That's 15 years ago. So my cancer never came back. Fran, during her journey, saw 11 different neurologists who all said the same thing. She would always need medicine. She would have a very short lifespan. I would die young. I outlived four of them so far. Yeah, so four of those guys died. (laughs) She's still going. So she had this incurable neurological disease, and it's gone. Mm -hmm. And so we owe it to a healthy lifestyle. We owe it to Qigong. We owe it to changing our diet and working out, being fit. So Mm -hmm. that's our story uh, when it comes to that. That's very inspiring. And the reason why I say that is because many of our listeners are in the age groups of maybe 50 to above. And like you sort of pointed out, when you get to that age sometimes, because of what we see on television and maybe what we read, we feel very helpless because we feel that we are victims of our aging. But like you're pointing out, there are so many things that we can do to maybe feel younger than people who are biologically younger than us. And uh, I'm personally interested also because uh, 2021 was a very hard year for me. So uh, my mom passed away a couple of uh, months back and uh, my dad has some health issues right now. So he's got some cardiac issues um, and the doctor saying that he needs to get angioplasty, you know. But I know from my own research that a lot of times doctors are just giving a band-aid solution. I mean, nothing wrong with them. That's what they've been taught 
and that's how their approach is but sometimes especially with matters that deal with the heart or the kidney or the nervous system we need to take a whole person approach to the solution we need to right change their lifestyle what type of food they're eating when they're eating the food how they're managing their emotions and what practices they're doing right which you did and and you noticed uh, such a big shift in your lives and uh, sometimes life gives us a wake up call right uh, was that a wake up call for both of you or well, yeah. most definitely yeah. most definitely so my, I'm curious, what did the doctor, now these are decisions you you took, right? So you said, I want to do more Qigong, I want to go plant-based, I want to eat more healthy. But what did the doctor, Bob, tell you would be the solution, according to him? Well, the funny <laughs> part is uh, most doctors today, I mean, let's, for example, I know for a fact that a person has a heart attack, the doctor operates on them and then says, well, you can just go back to living your life. You're, you're fine now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, go back to doing whatever you were doing. Exactly. Before. Yeah. yeah. Well, what yeah. you were doing before is what got you into this yeah. mess. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah. the doctor, I, I really liked him personally, but he didn't tell me to change anything. No. Yeah. I told, but when I came back for an, a follow-up visit early on, I told him that I became a vegan, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm I don't eat any meat and I don't eat any dairy products or processed food. And he sort of scoffed at that. Wow. And then, but long story short, I heard that, and I haven't seen him now for years. This was okay. 15 years ago. But I heard he is now eating plant-based foods. So <laughs> That's maybe he learned a lesson from me. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think you have to take one of the chapters in our book is about taking control of your own health. I think people, especially when we were, you know, we're on this planet for a lot of decades. And back in the day, the doctors, at least my parents, they revered our doctor. Yeah. yeah. He, he was like exactly. next. Student. You would never question. No, you'd never question. No. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of doctors need to be questioned today. Yes. And yeah. people are somewhat maybe intimidated by doctors. But you have the right as a patient to mm-hmm. challenge the doctor, Yeah, to ask him why he's giving you this instead of maybe doing something in a more natural way instead of taking pills. Yeah, You have the right to fire your doctor yeah. and find someone that maybe would have a more holistic approach and maybe would be a better listener and maybe would talk about diet and exercise and alternative modalities like Qigong. Mm-hmm. So we advocate for taking control and managing your own health. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we don't think mainstream medicine should be wiped out, but we say you have the right and you should take action yourself. So I love what you shared over there. And it sort of confirmed my doubts as well. Because sometimes uh, right, when I spoke to my dad, he sort of told me what happened, right? He spoke to the doctor and most of the doctors these days will say, hey, you're okay. You're fine. Nothing's wrong with you. Hey, by the way, take 15 of these medications morning, evening, right? You're fine, but you don't have these medications. But they never address the emotions and right, uh, what the person is going through and the subjective experience and yeah, but uh, so love love what you're sharing over there. Now I'm I'm curious because when you went to China, you came back, you were diagnosed with that illness, and then you mentioned that you came across a dietitian, right? Who okay, that was who was very helpful, time. and they recommended I two was, books. I was Sorry, very go ahead. sick for 
Yeah. 14 years. Yeah. 14 years I suffered. I mean, I, there were times when I was so sick that I was in ICU. You know, it was very bad. Let me just say that with myasthenia gravis, Fran was affected primarily from the upper body. Okay. I couldn't even, she was so weak that her speech was blurred. I couldn't even understand my own wife. Okay. She had terrible problem swallowing. Okay. She had double vision in her eyes. She had a general weakness throughout her body, mm-hmm. especially from the neck yeah. up. And so it was pretty dreadful. But I started to say that, uh, you know, I've been to many doctors and pretty much it was a matter of being given different medications to try. But we joined but, this but we were, But I was very sick for 15 years, mm-hmm. 14 years with the myasthenia. In 2006, we moved to North Carolina and there was a support group here. And I would go to the meetings every month, and I really didn't learn much. But one month, they had a uh, nutritionist come from Asheville to speak to our myasthenia gravis support group. Mm-hmm. And he explained with a series of slide presentations how even something as innocuous as white meat chicken compromised the immune system. And this is, I thought, I was eating really healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm eating white meat chicken, white meat turkey, fish, you know. Those all seem so harmless. Mm -hmm. And he said that he recommended going on a plant-based diet, cutting out all animal products. And he recommended reading The China Study Mm -hmm. by T. Colin Campbell and Diet for a New America by John Robbins. I was the only one in this group who took him to heart and read both books and changed my diet. Mm -hmm. Within a short period of time, I started improving. Whereas all the other people in the group who didn't choose to make any changes passed away in the next year, not necessarily from myasthenia, but because, like I said, when the body breaks down, other diseases come in. They died from cancer. They died from heart disease. They died from diabetes. Yeah. Fortunately, because I took matters into my own hands, I didn't get any other diseases. Yeah. And in a short period of time, I reversed this incurable disease mm-hmm. by cutting out products. That is very, very inspiring. So these two books that you spoke about, what would you say are the top yes. two takeaways? One is obviously go blind diet, right? Was there anything else that these books advocated? No, they really were all about food. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And how long I mean, have... The study was a huge study that was done in China over many years and yeah. how diet affected people's health. Yeah, those are primarily about food. But but you have to understand, the food that's being sold in supermarkets today, from what I've read, up to 80% Mm -hmm. of what's being sold in supermarkets today really isn't food. It's processed stuff that didn't exist when we were little. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's causing a lot of health problems. And I think the secret to a long life and a life freedom from illness as you age Mm -hmm. is a combination of factors. One is to eat well. The second one would be to exercise every day. And the third would be to keep your stress levels low. Mm -hmm. That combination is better than any medicine you can take out of a bottle, in, in our opinion. And again, I'm not saying, you know, I go to a doctor, fortunately, just for a yearly checkup. I'm not blocking the medical establishment. We need doctors. 
and we need health professionals. But again, if you manage your own health, you know your body better than anyone. And if you're tuned into your body and your health and you want to live a disease-free life as you age, this combination of eating well, of exercising, and of lowering stress, it's life-changing. I just want to say one thing about stress. Mm -hmm. I believe that stress is a precursor in almost every illness. So that's another wonderful thing about Qigong, because it really helps to keep you calm. Yeah, that's very, very true. And I've also come across information that suggests that when the stress goes up and when it remains there chronically, it can be really, really bad. There are different types of stress. There's eustress, like going to the gym, going for a brisk walk, or maybe stressing yourself out in a sauna because you do experience heat shock uh, proteins yes. that are created. That's, that's good stress. But then when it's chronically elevated, that is an opportunity for pathogens and bacteria and virus to attack our body because like you're sort of alluding to, we don't realize that we do live in a very dangerous world, right? We're, we live in a, in a world full of uh, bacteria and virus. And the only thing that's sort of protecting us is our own immune system. And when the immune system goes down, it's like the fortifications of your wall go down and the invaders or the attackers are, you know, ready to, to attack. It was waiting to pounce. Waiting to pounce, <laughs> yeah, like a Trojan horse, so to speak. <laughs> so you've been plant-based for so many years. What would you say is your go-to recipe? Something that's simple to make, something that's really tasty and uh, something that, you know, you make it from time to time. I, I have to tell you, yeah. I am so lucky mm-hmm. that loves to cook. This is her art form. Every meal we have is not just a bunch of brown rice <laughs> with some cooked vegetables on top. Yeah, but it is a beautiful dinner. Mm-hmm. And to get started, if I may, I, I maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but we have a website. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Bob N Fran B O B. N as in Nancy, Fran.com. Mm-hmm. On that website, there's a section on food. I think it, we call it the power of food. And there is a ton of recipes there for you mm-hmm. that are pretty darn easy to make and absolutely delicious. So our, as far as a go-to recipes, yeah. we're lucky because Fran does a lot of international dishes that okay. we that we. We traveled around the world, so we got to really appreciate food from all countries everywhere. So like last night, my favorite noodle dish uh-huh. is called drunken noodles. Drunken noodles? Drunken noodles is, uh, in Thai, it's a Thai dish, a noodle dish with wide noodles and vegetables. Wow. And, it's spicy. And nice. Oh, <laughs> this gets me every time I eat it. It is absolutely fantastic. It's low or no fat. It's a healthy, I don't use any oil. It's okay. a healthy meal, and you could eat many portions <laughs> as you want, and it's delicious. So we have That's a good. good assortment of recipes, and even in the book mm-hmm. and on our uh, YouTube channel, we have a ton of stuff on healthy eating, on Qigong, on lowering stress all the things that we talk about. And I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. Another secret that I'd like to share is that as we've aged, we have gone through many iterations of ourselves. <laughs> we think that change is good. 
Yeah. And so we embraced change. So when COVID came, mm-hmm. we had to change. We've spent most of our, we've been retired for 25 or 30 years. Yeah, I couldn't work when I got sick. And mm-hmm. so we retired and we spent most of the time volunteering and trying to be of service to others. And when COVID came, that came to a halt. We couldn't interact with people face to face. So we started thinking, well, what can we do to keep sharp during this time, keep our brains sharp and still benefit people, maybe spreading what our experiences are and our views on things from our book. We said, let's do a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I hardly knew what YouTube was. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my 80s. Yeah. So I we are now the among the oldest, newest YouTubers in history. Mm-hmm. But we're able to share everything from free, and everything's free. It's Qigong lessons. It's techniques on reducing stress. It talks about diet. It talks about exercise and stretching and little things that you can do and incorporate in your day. And so... I would hope that the uh, YouTube channel name is called Young at Any Age, or you could just go to Google, uh, go to YouTube and put in Bob and Fran, and we'll be there. You know, we used to have maybe 30 or 40 students come to our Qigong class every week. Yeah. Now we have hundreds from all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my advice on that is if you are in your 80s or even in your 50s or 60s or wherever, you might think about trying some new things, embracing some change. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of ways to help other people and take the focus off yourself. And again, it, it is life altering when you finally hit on something that just works for you and helps other people. Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd share that. And yeah. A strange thing happens when you help other people. You oh, actually benefit more than they do. Yeah, it's crazy. That's it right. gives you such a good feeling. That's right. Yeah, it's fascinating how uh, we are wired to support each other and help each other and do things that are altruistic in nature because when we tap into that energy, something happens within us, right? It's uh, fascinating how this works. Uh, now, in your book, you write about uh, different practices but also different things that you use in your daily day-to-day life to relax and experience more comfort. And one thing that you're using right now or have been using is a grounding mat, right? So how did you discover grounding mats? Because I love to, you know, go into, uh, go to the beach and, you know, take off my slippers and experience some nice grounding energy or maybe walk bare feet on the grass or the soil. And everyone, especially people listening to our show can vouch for that. So how did you come across these grounding mats? Did somebody tell you about it? Did you read it about it online? Yeah. And how has your experience been so far? Yeah, actually, a friend told us. Um, okay. We don't live near a beach, so we can't walk around barefoot on the sand. Yeah. <laughs> I did try walking barefoot outdoors here, but I got all bitten up. Yeah. <laughs> so a grounding mat is the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And a friend told us about them. Yeah. So it gives you a little buzz. You, uh, you can rest your feet on it. You plug it into an outlet uh, in your home and it's, You can keep it at your desk when you're working. So it's just one little tool. Yeah. Uh, We found uh, it it was a very easy and gentle way to feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't realize how important it is to connect to the energy of the earth. Oh, yeah. Right. Don't get it when you're wearing shoes. 
<laughs> okay, but, yeah, but did you notice a difference? Like, are you able to notice a discernible difference immediately when you put your feet on the ground? Or did it take some time for you to say, you know what, something to it. There's something happening. I'm feeling much more grounded and connected to the earth, even though there's no soil or, or, or sand or whatever grass. Well, for me, it took a little time. But yeah. then I, I felt a little buzz. Mm. And... Well, it's just like, like the ball. Yeah. It, oh, okay. <laughs> It takes a little while before you feel it. Took a little. But practice. once you feel it, you always feel it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. I'm going to try it out also because I did not know about these grounding mats. I had heard about what is called shakti mats or these mats with specific acupressure slash puncture points, mm-hmm. and so you yeah, lie yeah. lie on the ground. It feels nice. But I'm so I'm going to try out these grounding mats and. Uh, I'll let all of our listeners know my perspective. Uh, you also speak about the importance of water, right? Because, well, everyone knows what the importance of water. You can't survive without water. But you speak specifically about reverse osmosis water, right? So maybe if you can tell us a little bit about this type of filtration, yeah. how did you come across yeah. it? And how did you arrive at the decision of choosing reverse osmosis water versus, versus so many other types of filtration and products and, and things like that in the market right now, right? So how did you yeah. come across that? You know what? This makes sense for us and this is beneficial for us. Well, having had an experience with cancer, yeah, we're very concerned about avoiding any cancer-causing elements. Mm-hmm. And from our studies, we found that fluoride is to be avoided. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, water filters like on a refrigerator or some of these cheap filters, yep. you know, jars, do not filter out fluoride. Yes, they filter out other things, yep. but fluoride was of extreme concern to us. And I know that reverse osmosis takes out fluoride as well as other harmful ingredients. And a whole house reverse osmosis system is extremely expensive. Yeah. So we heard about this one system called AquaTrue okay. that is a tabletop reverse osmosis. And we use it, we take it with us when we go on vacation. And we have not had any water that wasn't reverse osmosis now for maybe 10 years. Yeah. So it's pretty pure water. Yeah. We, we keep uh, right here. Always. Yeah. <laughs> we drink it all day long. So that's a tabletop. That is that the device itself? No, that's no, just the water just bottle. bottle. That's the bottle, yeah. So you, there's a, yeah. probably a tabletop. Okay. Great. Yeah, it's we have there. It in it's our about kitchen. this big. Okay. We, we, like I said, when we go away on vacation for a period of time, we pack it up in the trunk. So mm. what you do is take tap water, you put it in a container, you run it through this AquaTrue filtering system, and it, it really takes a lot out of the water, a lot of bad stuff out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, on our YouTube channel in the description area, I have uh, a link that would offer people discounts on one and they can learn about it if they follow that link. Mm -hmm. It's worth the investment. I mean, we have to invest in our health if we invest in anything. Mm -hmm. So good drinking water, clean air. Uh, We we like uh, these uh, misters at night with, uh, what do do you call those Um, things? Essential oil diffusers, yeah. Yeah, Uh, with the essential oils. That's another tool. Uh, AJ was talking about some of the other tools we use. So we use this. It smells wonderful, like a lavender smell. Yeah, I use lavender, yeah. And uh, we go to sleep with that on and keep it on all It's also like a little nightlight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I have to tell you a a funny story. Yeah. The healthcare 
provider that we get our, um, you know, through our Medicare Advantage plan. I get calls from them all the time offering to send a home care nurse to my house Mm -hmm. to examine me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they say I must not be taking care of myself because I am not taking any medication. Mm. <laughs> and you're in your 80s, you should be taking medication. You should be, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's expected. It's expected right. that you must mm. be taking medication or you are being negligent. So That's one true. time they called, they called, the insurance company called and said, we'll give you a, a $50 <laughs> gift card to Walmart if you'll let us come out and examine you. <laughs> so that you can buy ice creams <laughs> and sweet, <laughs> sweet <laughs> croissants. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting how it's large crazy. establishments. It's not healthcare. It's not healthcare. It's sick, sick care. It's sick care. Yeah, exactly. we, mm. So one little idiom that we use is that we choose wellness over illness. Mm-hmm. And that goes with every drink of water we take. It goes with the food we eat. Food we eat. And the exercise yeah. we do. It's with us all the time. Nice. And it's I don't want to die old and sick. Mm-hmm. I want to die young and I wanted this to be as late in my life as possible. And it's something we can all do. It's not yeah. just us. It, any of us can do this. Even if you have an illness or have had an illness, it's never too late to change. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of what yeah. we talk about. And, and another thing that is really important, they have found that as people age, so many stop moving. Mm-hmm. Movement is crucial yep. to staying healthy. TV is a big killer. TV is like smoking. Yeah. Sitting <laughs> and smoking, sitting and watching TV is one of the most unhealthiest things any of us can do. So That's limit true. the TV. It's not that good. (laughs) By the way, have uh, either of you or maybe both of you, have you uh, tried out an oil bath? Okay. So this is something that you you should check out because it's an Ayurvedic uh, modality. And it is extremely relaxing, very good for your health. And that's why in, in India, particularly in South India, you'll have a lot of the elderly people that look so young. Because they regularly, twice a week, maybe thrice a week, maybe every day, do an oil bath. And all they do is they're applying oil on their body. And it could be different types of oils, depending on what you prefer. Coconut oil, sesame oil. But you're applying oil on your body. And in doing so, you're massaging your body. So you're expressing self-love, right? So you're massaging your body, your skin, your ligaments, your bones, your muscles. And you let the oil there be there for about 15 20 minutes let it sink into your body into your pores and then you take a nice hot shower after that nice. and, and when that happens and you got to apply a ayurvedic powder as well called shikakai which allows you to detox and cleanse right all the oil from your skin during that shower but when you come out you feel so relaxed you feel so calm and you can just you yes. know maybe have a hot chocolate or maybe read a book or maybe, you know, oh, just I like relax. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm a chocoholic. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. sounds like a great, great idea. Oil bath. And if you're, you know, going to India sometime to South India, Kerala, you should do like a nice, relaxing, luxury uh, Ayurvedic treatment because, you know, that will take you to the next level if you should not try it already. <laughs> 
We've been to Kerala. You have? Okay. We, we've actually been there, yeah. but I missed that part. Now, <laughs> I wish I would have known you earlier. <laughs> it's never too late, you know, like, uh, like going go by the that. same court. Yeah. Now, with Qigong, you know, you, you also practice and do different types of breath work, right? Breathing techniques, particularly. And so what type of breathing technique you feel works best for you in calming you down, relaxing you, or maybe relaxing the nervous system? What have you found that, that's working for you? Well, I know a friend can talk about one she uses to go to sleep with, but if it's okay, I'll, I'll tell you one that I use mm-hmm. uh, to give me a little energy boost. It's a Qigong. It's a little quick Qigong uh, what we call the Taoist double breath. Mm-hmm. So it's this is inhalation. It's two inhalations to one exhalation. Mm-hmm. So it's so I take the two breaths in through my nose and exhale through the nose. Some people are more uh, comfortable exhaling through the mouth. So you could pierce your your lips. Purse your lips and exhale through the mouth. So it's right. But really, breathe, breathe, breathe into the belly if you can. So it's belly, chest, and then exhale. So it's mm-hmm. and then really let it go. Let the shoulders drop. Take a nice long exhalation. So two in breaths to one. That's mm-hmm. for a little energy boost. It's like putting a little extra fuel in the tank. Now, the one that I like yeah. is the opposite. It's for helping you to fall asleep. <laughs> right. Inhale to the count of two. Hold your breath for the count of four. And exhale through your lips to the count of seven. And you repeat that four times. And it does something to your brain to get you ready for sleep. Don't do it now. You'll fall asleep during <laughs> Yeah, don't do it now. We got we to gotta still finish this interview. <laughs> We need people to write us an iTunes review. Don't don't fall asleep right now. <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> Love that. So two techniques have been shared. Action Tribe, I hope you are listening. Uh, take note and make sure that you apply it and maybe research some more into your own life, into how you can take control of your life because you can, irrespective of what age you find yourself in and no matter what past you are coming from, it's not about the past. It is about the future. Now, Bob and Fran, you have this little uh, exercise that you do each and every evening, right? Or maybe at night called Review the Magic. Talk to us about that in closing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, we believe strongly in uh, expressing gratitude for what goes on in your life every day. Mm. And at the end of every day, we really either verbalize or talk about or just internalize all the terrific things that happen during the day. So our focus is on positivity, on mm-hmm. the good things that happen during the day. And on the bad things, we try to make lemonade out of lemons. Mm-hmm. And so at night, before we go to sleep, we try to get in that positive mood by thinking through or talking about all the good things that happen. Maybe you, you ran into an old friend. Maybe someone expressed an act of kindness toward you. Maybe you helped someone in a certain way and you felt very, uh, very good about yourself. Maybe you heard about uh, someone uh, having a success in a certain way. 
And that sort of lit up your life, that, that part of your day. But the more you focus on the good things, we focus on the fact that we got up in the morning at our age. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we got up on the right side of the grass. Think about that for a minute. It beats the alternative. So we're lucky that we just got up. We lived another day. We look at every day as a gift. And then we just review the magic at the end of the day before we go to sleep. It's really so peaceful and it gives you, it wells up this inner peace inside of you. And we find that very healthy. A lot healthier than listening to the news. Yes. That is very, very true. All right, so as we come to the end of this episode, thanks, Rob and Fran, for sharing all this wisdom and perspectives and stories that you've come across in your life and you want to share it with me and with the world right now. Before you go, what is that one thing that you're grateful right now and how can people learn more about you? Well, I'm actually grateful. This probably sounds like an advertisement, but I'm grateful that we did this YouTube channel as a follow-up to our book because it just reaches out to so many people. It's changed so many lives. A day does not go by when we don't get an email or a comment or something saying, I tried this or I'm hooked on Qigong now. It's My blood pressure is lower than it's ever been. And I'm really grateful for that. In a crazy way, we took COVID and we did something with ourselves and it worked out fine. And I'm grateful for that. I know it may sound silly, mm-hmm. but uh, our Young at Any Age YouTube channel, it's been fantastic for us in, in, at our advanced age. And it's so gratifying to hear from people who have an incurable disease <laughs> to learn that it may not be incurable. And how can we find you online, your website? The website, www.bobnfran.com. The book you can find uh, at at Amazon. The book is $12 or so. All the money from the book goes to fight child trafficking. We have an anti-child trafficking organization. We take no money from the book. It all goes to building uh, schools for kids to make them less vulnerable, to educate them, to send medical supplies to them in these very poor villages in northern Thailand and in Southeast Asia. So trafficking is a very important part of our lives, fighting trafficking, and the book sales help with that. It's on Amazon. It's 101 Ways to Be Young at Any Age. We'd be very grateful if you made a donation by buying the book. And the YouTube channel? YouTube channel is called Young at Any Age, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Everything is free. And we'd love for you to subscribe. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll have all these links up in the show notes. Once again, Action Drive, if you enjoyed this episode and if you enjoyed what Bob and Fran had to share, make sure that you write us an iTunes review saying specifically what you enjoyed about this particular episode. And also, apart from writing as a review, tell a friend about this because your one message will help spread the word and you never know who needs this message at this point in time. 
If you would like to begin your journey of healing yourself, you know that I do a weekly breathwork journey that you can join in from anywhere in the world as long as you have an internet connection and a pair of headphones. Come breathe with me. We'll play some music. We'll you know shake some bits, shake off your stress and do some breathwork together. My7chakras.com forward slash drop in. That's my7 is the word, my7chakras.com forward slash D-R-O-P-I-N. And with that being said, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us on this episode, talking to us about the power of so many different practices like plant medicine and Qigong and relaxation and having the right water and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to My 7 Chakras at My7Chakras.com. That is my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.